Hello and welcome to another edition of Inside Motorsport. On this show, Tony Whitlock speaks to Jonathan Moray on the closeness of the TRS in 2020. And also hear from number two mechanic for Henning Inquist, it's Louise Clearwater. I hope you'll stay with us. Welcome back to Inside Motorsport. I'm here with Jonathan Morey of M2, just after completing a 1-2 with their cars in race one at Hampton Downs. Um, and the cars, you know, obviously everyone's got a handle because a 0.7 between 18 cars is not unheard of, but it's pretty close. It's really close. It's been closer this year than in previous years, I'd say. I think it's due to a, a series of factors. The, the first one is that the, the overall level of the series is quite high this year, so... Um, yeah, even the, 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 the drivers who are a bit further back, they're actually quite close and, and, and they, they get up to speed faster, as you say. Yeah. Um, the teams come with uh, the experience of the chassis from Europe mainly, um, so that helps as well. Uh, the track is also shorter and, and if you look at back at the previous years, the, the quality are usually quite quite uh, close on, on this track specifically as well. So when you put everything together, it's the third round, drivers get used to it, the teams are getting used to it and the level overall is higher, which, so it, it, it was kind of expected, it makes sense. Given that there's a vast array of experiences, you know, and you've got some like, you know, um, um, oh, uh, Henning, for instance, LMP2, you've got Spike Kolbecker, who's a Formula Ford and not yeah. much of it, in yeah. fact. Um, there seems to be a pretty high standard of driving skill yeah. being shown. Yeah, I mean, we see it within our team as well. Emilian Denner has only done go-karts. Yes. Uh, he's only done karting, and it's uh, this This is his third event in yeah. racing. Um, and even there, he's, he's, he's regularly top, uh, top 10, top 8 even. Uh, won a race last week. So it shows that overall the level is... Um, is higher with the drivers as well, but we have seen an increase of level in the past few years. I think yeah. for the past five, six years, the, the series has gone much higher in level in general, I would say. And, and it, it bodes well for the continued growth of this series in terms of its impact worldwide, doesn't it? Correct, correct. The fact that this the, the series is not using the chassis, the Tatus chassis that is used in most regional Formula 3 level, Renault, yeah. Eurocup level, etc., opens the door to a lot of uh, drivers coming either from lower categories or even higher categories and want to stay fit for the winter. Yeah. Um, we've got here, we've got Yuki going to F2 this year uh, yes. and, uh, and competing here as well. Same with Liam, uh, who's going to uh, International F3 uh, this year. So we do have a, a wide array of, of different experiences, but this is what the series is about as well. What, what's the F2 engine? for Yuki this year, what's that going to be? What's his jumping horsepower sort of thing? I think the F2 is about 100, 200 brake horsepower extra compared to the International F3. Okay. Um, it's so essentially it's the same jump. engine, but yeah, exactly, with more yeah. more, more power. The, the car is just bigger, faster, stronger, and with pit stops, so it's a different approach altogether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the average length of those races would be how long in time? Uh, in uh, F2? F2, I think you're talking about 50 minutes roughly, and right. then the sprint it's race will be about hour, 30, so. for 25 to 30 minutes, yeah. All right, well, thank you very much to Jonathan Murray of M2. Um, look forward to tomorrow's races. I'm here with Louise Clearwater, number two mechanic on Henning Enquist's number four TRS car. Um, you've uh, had a, a pretty fast journey in this business. Yeah, it's been great. Um, it's always fun to be able to work on race cars. I guess it was the dream growing up to 
come and do Formula racing cars. So it's it's fun and exciting to be here. The series was born for you, wasn't it? Yeah, I was. When the series first started, I was still a teenager. I hadn't started my apprenticeship yet, but it was probably where I wanted to end up as far as New Zealand motorsport went. Okay. So where did you do your apprenticeship? So I did my apprenticeship down at Southern Automobiles in Invercargill, trained on Peugeots for a few years, so good times. Okay. All right. And then uh, when did you start working on racing cars? Uh, So partway through my apprenticeship, I started with Formula Fords, um, jumped into that in about Maybe 2006, right. did quite a few years with the Formula Fords, just great learning space. Yep. Um, that was based in Invercargill? Uh, just through the National Championship right. in New Zealand, you, you so I travelled, I followed around. the series with that, so yep. we were always a support category to this, yep. um, so yeah, so it was heaps of fun, learn heaps, learn all your suspension and stuff just in a way that you don't in a workshop. Okay, alright. So. Um, background of motorsport, where did you learn of, where did you say, wow, that's something I'd like to do? Uh, Mum and Dad had classic race cars growing up, so I grew up out at Tiratonga from before I was walking, so was always around it and just decided it was something that I wanted to do. So what were the classic cars that you started your life looking at going, wow? Uh, We just had, like I had a Lotus 7 replica when I was uh, a teenager, I used to race that as classics. Oh, wow, Um, Lotus 7. But you know, we had friends coming out with uh, Maserati 250Fs and like all of those old Grand Prix cars. Uh, so I got to start working on those when I was about six or seven. Metric Spanners. <laughs> yeah. Imperial. Oh, sorry, they were all Imperial. <laughs> Maserati's old would have thought they were, were they? Metric. I am trying to remember. Yeah. Just making up. Yeah, just got to do whatever. Started doing tyre pressures just because and just grew up with it really. Okay. Now you've got an unusual other occupation, other occupation. Yeah, people used to be shocked when I said I was a mechanic and now I'm at the racetrack and the rest of the time I'm a pastor, so yeah. that tends to confuse so people have, greatly now. You have two very different fields that you work in. You do, but I guess the, the common thing across both is people. Yep. And you know, one of the great things about motorsport is the team environment, it's it's the people that you meet, it's the people that become family and I guess it crosses over everywhere. Okay, is it was Stephen Giles the person you met that got you into the team? Or? Yeah, I, a few of the guys that I'd worked with in Formula Ford were working for Stephen, so they kind of got the open door for me with Stephen, and so I've worked with him since 2015. I started with the um, FT50. Okay, some of the drivers you've been involved with here at Giles? Uh, so I started with Artem Markalov, um, had Anthony Patak, Christian Hahn, um, there was a season that the series was quite short and I ended up, short on drivers, I ended up with MTech for part of that season with Charles Malisi uh, and then last season with Dev Gore and now with Henning Inquest. Okay, have you kept contact with any of those drivers or? Uh, on and off, you know, yeah. every now and again send them a message, I follow their results still obviously and send them a message when they do well. <laughs> it's a pretty tough season this one because you've lost a driver. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit disappointing to have lost Chelsea. Um, also having lost the other female out of the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Someone else yeah. to vote with you on things. No, we exactly, don't want to do that. Exactly, yeah. but um, she's doing well. Um, it is, yeah, it is hard dropping down to three cars. It does limit a few things, but at the same time Have it is what it is. Have you spoken to her since? Yeah, I went and saw Chelsea last week, um, just before she left Invercargill. Yeah. 
Um, she's she's doing well. She's a trooper. She's a yeah, tough kid, yeah. so she'll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's looking at being it back out here next back, week. Was wasn't it? That was causing her concern. Uh, it's one one of the vertebrae. I'm right. not very medically minded, no, but no, that's fine. yeah. So it's one of her vertebrae. So she's in a back brace at the moment. I, I spoke to Alistair, her manager, and he said she might be coming sort of to Pukki to go and yeah, have a look yeah. So she wants to come to Pukki. If she doesn't come to Pukki, she's very keen to be at Manfield and yeah, just yeah. be back around it. So okay. So um, when you finish the series now, what do you do? You I when I finish the series, I'll head back to Invercargill and um, go back to full time pastoring. Well, Louise, it's been delightful talking to you. We, uh, we'll catch up with you later on in the series. Yep. Here we are at round three, and there's another, another two to go. Another so. two to go. Whoa. <laughs> Thank you so much. Not a problem. That's all we have time for on this edition of Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling, and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.